ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم وبعد فان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم ما بعد the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says المرء على دين خليله فلينظر أحدكم من يخالف the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says a person is on the religion of his close friend a person is on the religion of his close friend so let him be careful whom he takes as his close friend let him be careful who he takes as his close friend so if a person is and, and we find this kind of phrase common among ourselves. We say, oh, such and such teenager, you know, he fell into the wrong crowd. He's in trouble at school, he's in trouble outside of school, etc. She's doing this, she, he's doing that, etc. Why? They fell in with the wrong crowd. They became influenced by their friends. They're hanging out with the wrong people. And so, as exactly as the Messenger وسلم, says, a person is on the religion. And deen doesn't only mean religion in the narrow sense. It means the whole way of life. Because a person could be Muslim or whatever other faith tradition, but it's the way that they live their life. It's their morals, their standards, what they do, how they engage, how they talk, how they think. Their methodology, their ideology, everything is much of it. If not all of it, it is supported and reinforced by the company that we keep. So the Prophet ﷺ wants us to think about and to be careful, as he said, Each of you should be careful whom he takes as their close friend. Whom he takes, for each of us to be careful about whom they take as their close friend. When the Prophet ﷺ was in Mecca, he was inviting people to accept Islam. And some of the leaders of the Quraysh said, we would, we might consider, remember they're leaders, they're high status people, rich, powerful. They have a certain mentality about themselves. And so they said, yes, we will join your religion, but you have to abandon these low class people. The Prophet ﷺ, the people who accepted Islam in the early stages of the revelation, as it is true in all of the prophets, as it is true in every time a prophet comes to a nation, it is usually the weak, the poor, the politically downtrodden, the people who are oppressed, they're usually the people who tend to follow. So the Quraysh, those high status, noble, rich, those people, they said, yeah, we might consider following your religion, we might consider becoming Muslims, but you need to get rid of these low class people that are around you. Who are they talking about? Ammar ibn Yasir, Bilal ibn Abi Rabah, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Suhaib al-Rumi. These are people who, they were slaves, or they were people of such a low level that they weren't even necessarily related to any tribe. In a society where your tribe is everything, your tribe, your clan, is everything. It determines your status, it determines your wealth, it determines your everything about your place, and, and, and so the leaders of Quraysh said, how come these are the people that you decide to hang out with? How come these are the people that you have around you? You want us to hang out with them? These people who don't even have a tribe, they don't even have a clan, and we are, you know, such and such big shot leader, big name, and so on. And so how do you expect us to be around you if, you are, if this is the company that you're going to keep? So this is what their 
suggestion was to the Prophet ﷺ, we might consider accepting Islam, but you need to get rid of these so-called low-class people. Allah says, وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجَهَهُ وَلَا تَعَدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Allah says, stick to the people, those who pray to Allah in the morning and the evening, and don't turn your face away from them. Don't even turn your eyes away from them. وَلَا تَعَدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ If you were to do that, تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ who have established a track record of excellent worship, of excellent, excellent behavior, excellent manners, excellent moral character. They're behaving constantly in that manner, worshiping Allah Azza morning and evening. They're calling on Him Subhanahu Wa Taala, and He says, "If you were to turn away from them, then that shows that the only thing that you want is the the low things in this life." And so Allah tells the Prophet وسلم, whom he should choose as his close friends. The Messenger وسلم, tells us to be careful whom we choose as our close friends. And Allah told the Prophet وسلم, whom he should choose as his close friends. Who are they? Not necessarily people of high status or wealth or power or might or leadership. No, those qualifications are irrelevant in the sight of Allah. Allah wants to talk about and praises and raises the ranks of those who worship Him in the morning and the evening. They keep continuously begging and turning to Him and Allah honors them by saying, Messenger of Allah, you should stick close to them, don't even turn your eyes away from them. It doesn't matter what those so-called high status people say, they're not important. The people who are important in the sight of Allah are Bilal ibn Abi Rabah. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Suhaib al-Rumi, why? They worship Allah and they beg Him and they pray to Him in the morning and in the evening. So good people, the good people, those whom Allah loves, those whom Allah wants us to take close to, they might not be the people who are as cool or as powerful or as rich or have as much societal influence. They might not be any of those people. What are they characterized by? What are their qualifications? They keep turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the point that Allah even tells his messenger وسلم, these are the people that you need to stick close to. Allah says, on the day of judgment, there will be a type of person who will come. And he will say about his loss, how it is that he screwed up so bad in this life. Allah says, A person will come, the wrongdoer, the oppressive person, he will come on the Day of Judgment biting his hand and he will say, I wish I had chosen a way with the Messenger I wish I had selected a path to where I would stick with the Messenger How cursed am I? How ruined am I? I wish that I hadn't chosen such and such person as a close friend. Somebody else who chose a path away from the Messenger that's who I chose as a close friend. This guy ruined my life and ruined my hereafter and he comes on the day of judgment biting his hand saying I screwed up, I am destroyed, I am cursed, I am ruined. Why? Because I chose a particular friend who chose a path different from the Messenger He says This person turned me away from the remembrance after it came to me And this is how Shaytan has always betrayed humanity Shaytan has always been betraying humanity because he convinced people to choose the path of coolness or amazing or power or leadership or so on and so on and 
raising those things above the status of being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing wrong with being rich and powerful and having societal influence and, 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 and having leadership. But the thing is, the question is, what's the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And so when this person, who is not named in the Qur'an, this person comes, and so therefore it's open, it could be any of us. It could be any of us. A person chooses a path away from the Messenger وسلم, ends up having destroyed this life and ends up having destroyed his hereafter. He comes on the Day of Judgment and realizes how truly bad he has ruined and messed up everything. He comes on the Day of Judgment biting his hands and says, I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I had stuck with the Messenger وسلم, and the path of those people who, who followed the Messenger وسلم. instead I followed this guy for whatever financial or societal reasons and this is the person who ruined me destroyed my life destroyed my hereafter and now he ends up realizing that he has nobody to turn to and he has nobody to blame but himself on the day of judgment may Allah save us this is true how the Prophet has described the dangers and the importance of picking good friends and this is true about how Allah told the Messenger about the importance of picking good friends. And this is the danger of the person who doesn't pick good friends, how they end up so badly ruined in the hereafter. What about even in this life? Even in this life, from non-Muslims, experts, John Maxwell, for example, who teaches lots of leadership courses and you know wealth and coaching and all of that kind of stuff, he says, you are the average of your five closest friends. In terms of wealth, in terms of influence, in terms of leadership, in terms of your savings, in terms of your education, you are the average of your five closest friends. Meaning, he's saying even just purely in this life, forget about the hereafter, forget about revelation, forget about all of those things, just purely in this life, if we want to have a better amount of accomplishment, if we want to have better achievement, if we want to have better educational attainment, if we want to have those things that are good, and Allah encourages us to Seek those things in the halal way. The Prophet ﷺ says uh, the strong believer is, is closer and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer, even though there's good in both of them. So all of these things are good. And so even when we take from secular leaders, even non-Muslim leadership, we understand that the person is the average of their five closest friends in terms of their savings, in terms of their education, in terms of their leadership, their societal influence, and so on. So if we are hoping to achieve something good, if we are hoping to accomplish things, in this life and we're hoping to accomplish things in the hereafter one of the primary ways one of the primary ways to accomplish that is to be careful whom we pick as our friends barakallahu li wa lakum fil quran al karim wa nafa'ani wa iyyakum bima fihi min al ayati wa dhikr al hakim astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa li sa'ir al muslimin wal muslimat fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafurur rahim الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم tells us a story about a man in a previous nation. Previous meaning prior to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم's time. This guy is a mass murderer. He has killed 99 people. He goes to a monk and he says, "Is there any way that I can be forgiven? I have killed 99 people." And the monk says, "You are mass murderer. You killed 99 people. There's no way Allah will forgive you." The guy gets enraged. He kills him also, makes it an even 100. Then he goes to a scholar and he says, I have killed 100 people. Is there any way that I can be forgiven? 
and he says, what's gonna, why would there be any barrier between you and the forgiveness of Allah Azawajal? He says, you can be forgiven, but you need to leave this place. You need to leave this place. And you need to go and worship Allah Azawajal along with a good group of people. Go to such and such other place. He says, إِن طَلِقْ إِلَىٰ أَرْضِ كَذَا وَكَذَا فَإِنَّ بِهَا أُنَاسٌ يَعْبُدُونَ اللَّهِ فَاعْبُدِ اللَّهَ مَعْهُمْ وَلَا تَرْجَعْ إِلَىٰ أَرْضِكَ فَإِنَّهَا أَرْضُ سُوءٍ he says, this is an evil place, go to such and such other land, you will find good people there and worship Allah, they worship Allah Azawajal, and so you should worship Allah Azawajal along with them. This, and so he goes, and as he's traveling, he passes away, and then the angels come down, and the angels start to argue, this man didn't do anything good in this life, maybe he should go to hellfire. Another group says, no, he was trying to improve himself. So they have this argument, and they measure the distance between them, and, and uh, Allah Azawajal gives a miracle by which this man ends up closer to his destination, so he's entered into paradise. This hadith usually is brought up in the context of forgiveness, and yes, that's one of the primary takeaways take from this hadith that Allah is willing to forgive and accept the repentance even of a mass murder. But that's not the only takeaway from this hadith. What is it that this mass murderer did? The fact that he decided to change himself. The fact that he asked, and he first asked an ignorant person who gave him wrong information. Then he asked a knowledgeable person. He recognized through experience even though it was a horrifying experience, he recognized the value of picking even the right person to ask the question. Then the advice that this scholar gave him, he says, this is an evil place for you. You should go to some other place. They worship Allah Azawajal there. You should worship Allah Azawajal over there along with them. So the, what is it that he has to do? He has to abandon his old friends. He has to abandon his old crowd. Whatever situation, bad environment, bad society, bad influence that was causing him to end up as this mass murderer, a horrifying criminal, he has to leave all of that. He has to leave all of that and go to a place where they worship Allah He has to dedicate himself to doing something very different and he has to dedicate himself to being around a completely different group of friends. Picking the friends. Picking the friends, it is an extremely critical part of life. Usually we hear this kind of advice, pick important friends, make sure you know who your friends are. We usually hear this around the context of the teenagers. And then we say, yeah, you know what, teenagers, they need to hear this. That's right, this is an important message for the young people. The young people need to hear this. What about the elders? What about those of us who are in the middle stages of life? The Prophet ﷺ, when he says, He didn't say this is advice for the young people. He says, each of you need to worry about this. When we decide who we are going to hang out with, online, offline, family members, friends, co-workers, when we decide to follow people on social media, the channels that we decide to watch on TV, we are getting influenced by all of that too. The conversations that we choose to have with friends and with family and so on, who are those people and what are the conversations about, that's influencing us as well. The Prophet ﷺ says, a person is on the religion or the way of life of his close friend. So let every person be careful about whom he takes as his close friend. It is an advice for all of us. It's an advice for the rich, for the poor, the young, the old, the person of influence, the person of lacking influence. It's an advice for every single one of us. 
And let's not delude ourselves into thinking, oh, that person, that's who needs to hear this advice. What about me? I'm the person who needs to hear this advice. I'm the person who needs to be careful about who I follow. Notice even the phrasing that we have in social media. We follow such and such. We friend such and such. We like the post of such and such. That means we're getting influenced. And they even have that phrase, the influencer so-and-so on this social media channel. That person is an influencer. This is exactly how we are getting influenced. This is exactly who, are, who we are ending up following. This is exactly the same path of that person, good or bad. And that's why this is uh, uh, important for us to understand. These social media channels and online and all of that, it's not haram and it's not fard and it's not, it depends upon who we are following. So let every person be careful whom they are taking as his close friend. اعلموا ان الله عز وجل قد امرنا بامر بدا بنفسه وثنى بملائكه قدسه وثلث بكم ايها الناس اجمعين فقال سبحانه وتعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك ونعم على نبيك محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اللهم ايد المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصرنا ولا تنصر علينا اللهم احفظنا من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب الاخره اللهم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر والله يعلم وقنا الصلاة